Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex ultra soft tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex ultra soft tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin for this allergy. Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick? And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you know what we're doing? Uh, yeah, it's Sunday and we're doing the... Sacrilegious Book Club! Yeah. And uh, so what are we going over today? Well, we are still reading A Treasury of Jewish Folklore. Stories, traditions, legends, humor, wisdom, and folk songs of the Jewish people. Edited by Nathan Ozubel. Okay. And what are we getting into exactly today? Today we are going to be getting into Martyrs, which is the subsection that falls under Holy Men, 
which comes under Heroes, which is the second part, as opposed to the first part, which was Jewish Salt. Okay. Do you remember all that? Yes. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> so Martyrs then. Yeah, Martyrs. All right, let's uh, let's go do this. Okay, go. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, so martyrs. Yeah, martyrs. Martyrs. Um, Like many of the sections before, this one comes with an introduction. Oh, boy. Which starts on page 145. (laughs) All right. And I'm going to read a few lines from it because it really summarizes pretty well what we're getting into here. Okay. Okay? Yep. There is no kind of piety in the Jewish traditional conception that equals that of the martyr, nor does it consider that there is a righteousness or heroism that can compare with offering one's life in defense of the Jewish people. Mm, Okay? Okay. Okay, so they take their uh, martyring very, very important stuff. Got it. Okay, got they it. take it very seriously. Yep. Okay, and then it says some other stuff, and I'm going to skip down here to another couple lines here. The weak and the irresolute could not muster the necessary moral strength for the ordeal that, given um, what we're referring to, is all of the. Um, stuff that the Jews have been through. Right. That's what the quote-unquote ordeal is. Got it. So they sought a dubious safety in conformity. So the weak and irresolute could not muster the moral strength, meaning they gave in. Got right? it. Um, so they sought a dubious safety in conformity. But the overwhelming majority remained loyal to their faith because they lived by principle. They preferred to die a martyr's death. Although the Jewish religious law against suicide and infanticide was implacably stern, the rabbis nonetheless lifted the ban against it in times of supreme trial, for it was morally more endurable to die by one's own innocent hand than to submit to the enemy like a sheep that is led to the slaughter. During the excesses against the Jews at the time of the Crusades, Entire communities perished together. Jesus. Yes. With the prayer on their lips as they locked themselves in their synagogues and set fire to them. Holy hell. Right? In the English town of York, for instance, almost the entire Jewish community of 500 
committed suicide rather than accept conversion. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they, like, did not have to talk each other into it. They all, I mean, this was, That's yeah, we will crazy. do this. crazy. Rather than capitulate. Right. That's, wow. Yeah. That is dying for your faith right there. I mean, there's some history there that would be mm-hmm. somewhat interesting, actually. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, sounds like. Yeah. So. So then down towards the end, um, the final paragraph reads, Folklore based on historical experience is generated but slowly in our sophisticated age. Who can doubt that a vast body of legendary lore in both song and story will ultimately emerge from the terrible ordeals which the Jewish people underwent at the hands of the Nazis during World War II? The six million martyrs who were tortured, shot, buried alive, hanged, and burned in an orgy of criminal bestiality never before known in history have left behind in them the scarred memory of their people, the raw materials of a staggering martyrology which needs but the passage of time to be transmuted into folklore. Yeah. Even though... um, what we are reading, like the scope of our podcast, it comes from time well before World War Two. Yeah. I felt like because we are reading Jewish stories, that that final paragraph there really does yeah. bear importance no, in, and I in think, reading you this. Know, you saying that, it brings up a point that I've thought about it often, and that's that we're talking about um, the Old Testament a lot, which is you know, the Jewish people and, Mm -hmm. you know, Israelites and what have you. And there is, uh, it's touch and go how it's received sometimes as far as Mm -hmm. you can be looked at as anti-Semitic for, Mm -hmm. you know, saying things that are against God or against the Israelites and things like that. Right. And I don't know, I, I, we have to be able to talk about things, right? Right. And, um, you know, it is, it is the, one of it's it's the biggest tragedy. You know, I mean, the, sure. the Holocaust is beyond words. It's beyond anything. Right. And obviously, you know, there is a lot of empathy on both of our parts for what happened to the Jewish people during the time of the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the, the book that they have as their religious text affects us still today and it has to be discussed. Right. I think it's a matter of holding, and and I see this quite often in regards to so many things, we have to be able to hold two diametrically opposed ideas in our head at the same time, which is that um, anti-Semitism does not fly. It is not okay. I mean, really, you could place that with anything. Anti-anything is not, I mean, unless it's against somebody that's hateful. You know, I mean, I, I just, but... You know, anti-trans, anti, you know, anything is not okay. Yes, I totally agree. You have to be able to accept people for who they are and who they choose to be. Right. And I also have to be allowed to criticize their religion. Right, right. No, just because you accept them does not mean you cannot criticize them. Sure. We can accept somebody and still criticize them. I mean, shit, I love the hell out of you and I criticize you all the time. Fuck yeah, you do. So I can have great respect, admiration, and empathy for um, the Jewish people and still think that their religious text is kind of wonky. Yeah. 
no, I, I mean, es- that's how I feel about it. Especially as pertains to it being the precursor to Christianity as we know it today. Right. Which is the real problem. Well, and it's the precursor to Islam, too. Sure. So, I which mean, is a, another an, issue. Yeah. Altogether. Yeah, that we're not quite prepared to get into yet, but will. Technically, it's the precursor to Mormonism, too. Oh, God. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> that's just... That's There's just a that. silly club. Yeah, the, right. The Mormons. Yeah. I don't even count them as a real religion, honestly. <laughs> I I know I'm a horrible human being. I've already been told I'm going to hell, though. So <laughs> right, you know, right. what else can you do to me? My yeah. credit isn't great. We've been to hell. <laughs> don't forget. We have been yeah. to hell. Yes. So with all that being said, <laughs> let's jump into some of these stories. Sure. Um, this first one I'm going to read is called "The Prayer of the Ancestors" on page 149. Okay. And it happened in those dark days of bloody terror, the groans of the people rose to the very throne of God, and the halls of heaven resounded with lamentation. O Jeremiah, Jeremiah, go and let the ancestors know of your people's grief. Call them forth from their graves that they may raise their voices in sorrow, since they have the power to weep and supplicate. Which, let me interrupt here for a second. Sure. Jeremiah, I believe, is one of the books we will be reading here shortly. Okay. So, right. interesting. Yep. And behold, following the bidding of the celestial voice, the grief-stricken prophet wandered along the desolate banks of the Jordan, crying aloud, O Moses, son of Amram, rise from your grave and look after your flock. In the distant plains of an alien land, your people again lives in slavery as it did in your days. Again, it is being strangled with the halter of humiliation. Everyone tramples upon it with his feet and fancies he is doing a noble deed. Murderous mobs fall upon the houses of your children, plunder and kill. Despair grips the soul of your people and its eyes are full of anguish. Oh, Moses, Moses. An outcry of horror and grief rent the breast of Moses and he hastened to inform the ancestors. They gathered and sat down upon the temple ruins. The gloom of desolation veiled the heavens. Wait, I have to stop you for a second. Mm -hmm. Is this like they've been exiled and this is like the ghost of Moses, supposedly? Yeah, this is is a a fairy tale, if you will. Okay, all right. Yes. Sorry, I just... um, This is not like a story of something that actually happened. This is a fairy tale. Well, I mean... Where they're talking about all of their ancestors looking down on what's happening and, and... talking about it together you, you say it's not a fairy tale but then have you read the bible <laughs> no it is a fairy tale i'm, <laughs> I'm saying. saying yes or yeah yes. yeah i mean it is yeah yeah but you know what i meant i do i do know what you mean but yes it it's not a ghost story per se it's a fairy tale that is about the jewish people looking to their ancestors and then the ancestors looking to each other sure. in sorrow okay with tears in his eyes, rent garments and ashes upon his head, Abraham appeared before God and pleaded, Almighty God, why have you visited upon my children so much grief and pain? And together with Abraham wept and, la- wept and lamented the angels. Only the heavens remained mute and the eternal judge kept silent. Mm. Again, Abraham complained, Have my children transgressed against you? Have they violated your holy commandments? If so, then let the Torah herself appear as accuser against them. 
and shimmering in a celestial light, the Torah appeared. So like as a okay. in in a like angelic or human form, right. the Torah appeared. Right. Oh my daughter, moaned Abraham. Recall that when you were scorned by all the nations of the earth, the only ones to elect you were my children. How can you refuse to testify for them in the days of their grief? But the Torah kept silent. Then let the individual letters of the words in the Torah step forward. Let them bear witness against my children, cried Abraham. Okay. But also the letters of the words in the Torah kept silent. Ruler of the universe, prayed Abraham, remember my devotion to you and have mercy upon my children. In your answer, in answer to your call, I left my home, wandered in the wilderness and among desolate mountains in order to secure for my children a tranquil shelter. You promised it to me. You spoke. Then recall this, O God, and let your mercy descend. But the face of the Almighty remained gloomy and stern. The patriarch Isaac now appeared. Okay. At the command of my father, O Almighty God, I bared my throat to the sacrificial knife upon Mount Moriah. Remember, Isaac was the one whose father, you know, his father was going to kill him at God's word. Right, right. Right? Yeah. And now I pray you withdraw the knife from my children's throats and release them from your anguish. But the face of the Almighty remained gloomy and stern. Then Jacob prayed. You know, he's the father of Israel. Right. All those different tribes, the 12 tribes. Right. All my life I have had nothing but sorrow. My brother Esau incited against me and persecuted me. I endured it all for the sake of my children so that no one should incite against them, so that no one should persecute them. All my love and tenderness I gave to them, protected them like a bird its fledglings. But now my poor children languish in a distant land, and their cruel oppressors fill their lives with terror. Therefore, let your word ring out, O Lord. Redeem them from their sorrow. But the face of the Almighty remained gloomy and stern. Mm. Then Moses stepped forward and prayed, O my God, for forty years as you had desired, I served as father and shepherd to this people. For forty years I roamed the wilderness like an animal, and when I reached the threshold of the promised land, I listened to your voice and departed from the world. I believed and hoped that my people was destined to prosper and to be happy, and now, behold, it is scattered, plundered, and crushed, and the robbers who have done it all gleefully are sharing their spoil. For how long, O God? Then there throbbed the soundless music of eternity, and the heavens were suffused with a great light, and out of the radiance there thundered forth the voice of God. Mm. Redemption is nigh. Oh, not not the end, but redemption. Redemption is nigh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the end of the story. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So he he waited to hear all those fathers of Israel Mm -hmm. to 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 speak, and then he's then he just says, "Redemption is nigh." He's basically like. Hang tight. I, okay. Continue to hold. Right. right. <laughs> like, my dude. Right? What do you... Okay. Whatever. Yeah. That's silly. It, I, mean, I mean, not silly, but it's... I thought it was both beautiful and tragic. Right, right. That you would still cling to such a god that would, like, just look at you and say that. Right. You know? Yeah. Because, 
you know, if we take it at face value, right? Mm -hmm. The hardships that these people endured in order to get to where they were prior to the Israelites being exiled, Mm -hmm. you know, they went through a lot of shit, you know? And then just to have them still fucking abandoned by God. Yeah. And then all he says in response is, redemption is nigh. I'd be like, what the fuck, man? What kind of answer is that? Right? Like, like I think we deserve a little bit more, man. That is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you don't? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So the next one is called Miriam and the Seven Little Martyrs. Okay. And that's on page 151. The Seven Little Martyrs. Her children. Her Got seven it. children. Okay. Miriam, the daughter of Tanum, and her seven sons were taken into captivity and brought before Caesar in Rome. To the first son, Caesar said, bow down before the idol. I will not deny the Holy One, praised be he, replied the boy, for he has told us, I am the Lord thy God. Kill him, commanded Caesar, and they did as he commanded. Okay. Next, then they let in the second son. You see where this is going, right? Yep. Bow down before the idol, ordered Caesar. I will not betray my God, cried the boy, for he has written, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Him too, Caesar ordered slain. Next came the turn of the third son. Bow down before the idol, ordered Caesar. The boy answered, I will not bow before the idol, because God has commanded, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. And they let him out to die like his brothers. The same happened with the fourth son. He said, I will not be faithless to my God who has commanded, for thou shalt bow down to no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Hmm. And him too they led away to die. Okay. When the fifth son came before Caesar, he cried out, Shall I abandon my God who has exhorted us? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. He too had to die. Jesus. Yep. What what does this prove? What is what is what is this what what God would let this happen? Well, you'd have to believe in God. Yeah, and no, I, I know. don't. But I mean, but seriously though, if yeah. there is if there was a God. What God would let this happen? Why would they let this happen? It's like it's a it's a insane story. I totally agree. Whatever. Okay. Afterwards they brought the sixth son of Miriam, and Caesar spoke to him in the same manner as he had spoken to his five brothers. He answered, I will not turn away from my God, because in his Torah it is written, And thou shalt find him if thou search after him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Kill him, cried Caesar. Finally, they brought the seventh and the youngest son of Miriam. Bow down before the idol, ordered Caesar. I will first ask counsel of my mother, the boy answered. I mean, this is the seventh child, so he's a little in, you know. Then he went to his mother and said, what shall I do, mother? And Miriam replied, do you wish to stand without while your brothers rest in the radiance of the Almighty? Oh, that's ugly. Heed me then. Close your ears to this wicked man and remain true to your dear brothers. Okay. All right. And so the boy returned to Caesar and Caesar asked, will you obey me now? I will not deny my God, cried the boy, for it is written, the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not fail thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which he swore unto them. Take heed, my words, commanded Caesar. You are only a child and know not what you do. Do as I bid you, and I will spare your life. I will cast my ring, upon which is engraved the image of my idol, upon the floor. 
You must bend down, therefore, and pick it up, so that everyone will think that you have bowed before my God. So he's trying to give the kid... He's trying to give him an out. Yeah. 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 Woe to you, O wicked king, replied the boy. If I fear not to face my maker, the ruler of the universe, how much less should I fear you, who are only a man? God damn, that's brave, right? Yeah. Then die, cried Caesar. And when Miriam saw how they came to put her youngest to death, she was filled with a terrible grief. Let me kiss him first, she pleaded. Caesar granted her wish, and she drew the boy into her arms and kissed and fondled him. Now, I don't think they meant fondled the way no, we think no. of when we say fondled. No, no. <laughs> I swear by your life, O Caesar, she implored. Slay me first before you slay my child. That I cannot do, answered Caesar, for your Torah forbids the killing of a mother with her young. You hypocrite, cried Miriam wrathfully. Have you followed all the precepts of our Torah that only this precept is left for you to observe? And Caesar was enraged and cried out, let the child be killed instantly. But Miriam would not let go of her boy. Be not sad and fear not, my child, she bade him. You are now going to paradise to join your dear brothers who have died before you. And when you see our father Abraham, tell him, thus spoke my mother. You, Abraham, must not be vainglorious because you built an altar on which to sacrifice your son Isaac to the Lord. I raised seven altars for my seven sons. You, Abraham, only wished to bring your son as a sacrifice. I sacrificed all my sons. You were only proven. I was bereaved. I God damn. don't know what to say because here's, here's my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I find martyrdom in the religious sense kind of sickening. It's a little terrifying, honestly. You know, your life is precious, and to give it up for this idea that doesn't exist makes me, I I just, I can't wrap my head around it, right? And I understand, I can understand dying for a cause. I just don't understand those causes. Right. I was going to, I was going to say something similar. I can understand dying for good dying for the right right dying right. for but i can't understand truth. an 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 unseen good right yeah. like an unknown unseen good just faith blind just faith. faith i don't have blind faith right i don't understand it yeah and i i really i, mean, I don't know I just, I just don't understand it it doesn't uh doesn't register to me no i totally so. i'm with you on that one And as Miriam spoke thus to her youngest, they killed him in her arms. She then raised her hand to heaven and prayed, My heart exults in the eternal because my children remained faithful to him in death as in life. O you enemies and oppressors of Israel, how vain is your arrogance. Know that if God punishes us now, it is not because you are mighty, but because it is his will. O Lord, I implore you, take my soul from me, so that I may be united with my dear children. Do not abandon me to the scorn and derision of our enemies, but take me to you. And no sooner had she ended her prayer than she sank to the earth and died. Fortunate mother, cried all of Israel when they heard of it. Now she is joined forever with her children. Poor unfortunate mother, wailed the angels. What a sad fate was her lot. And when the heathen heard of it, they were filled with wonder and asked, What sort of God is this Jewish God for whom his worshippers are so eager to lay down their lives? 
That's mm. me and you, the heathens. Yeah, but it wouldn't make me think that. I mean, it just wouldn't. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I do think what sort of God is this Jewish God for whom his worshippers are so eager to lay down their lives? But, right. but my voice is full of scorn, not the, wow, filled with wonder. My voice is, what kind of God is that? Well, we have scorn for you know, um, the for the for Muslims who are martyr mar, who martyr themselves in the name of Muhammad or, mm-hmm. or whatever that you know, yeah, for their religion, yeah. Um, and you know, we scorn that as a as a large group of people. Like we mm-hmm. think that that's ridiculous as a society mm-hmm. and as a as a whole society. I'm not saying right. that you know Muslims in the U.S. think that that's ridiculous, but. It's not something that we accept as a good thing, right? Right. right. So I just can't imagine. I, I there's not really martyrdom in Christianity or you know the Jewish tradition as of right now, right? Right. right. So it's not something that I can wrap my head around exactly. Yeah. But I don't feel like I would look on it kindly. I don't think I would. I either. don't think it's. A, I. I still like. I cannot imagine letting all seven of your kids die just to accept. Just to not accept their God out loud. Like, you know, who cares? Fucking accept it and then keep your tradition alive in your family. I don't think that that's a brave move. I don't think that you did the right thing. I am going to reserve judgment because I don't have a belief that's larger than myself like that. Right, So I... I agree with you in principle, but but it's I'm, hard to state that from that point of view when you don't have that point of view. Yeah, exactly. I just I don't I don't have that that great faith that's outside of myself that I would stand firm. I mean, I don't know, like if um, our country was invaded and they came door to door and were saying, you know, say that you now belong to this other country. And, like, all of our neighbors were like, fuck no, you know, we're America. This is America. We're Americans. Right. I don't know. Would I would I stand with them and be like, no, I'm not X, Y, Z. I think if there country. was no hope, I would say, yeah, I'm with you guys, whatever. You guys fucking won. You know? Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, you're more practical than I am, though. <laughs> like, I am more righteous and angry and... I'm not saying I wouldn't fight them off. But, no. like, once I knew they won, and if, like you said, if they were coming door to door, I mean, it's over at that point, right? Like, it, we're, it's done. So, I'm just like, well, I, it is what it is. I think that it's an interesting question. Like, when we were watching, um, what was that show that we were watching that was based on the book? And it was where Germany and Japan split oh. America in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man in the High Castle. The man in the high castle, right? And um, a lot of the people that were American went with each of the countries, depending on where they lived yeah. in, in the United States, which For were sure. no longer. Um, they they went along with, and they they helped, in essence, the rest of their countrymen become. Um, Part of that part, group. Part of that group. Right. And I mean, is there any, is there any valor in that? And so. Some you, of it is to survive. So, I mean, you know, even the people that were subversive, though, went along with the, not not as much, but they went along with the, the day to day. Right. Mm-hmm. 
in order to survive and fight another day subversively. Right. Right? Like, there's there's some merit to saying, well, I'm just going to survive the day and figure this out tomorrow. Put your head down and right. barrel through. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know that I could do that. Like, I'm too angry. I'm, I rail against um, capitalism and corporate America. Right. And that is a country that I am part of. Sure. A system I am part of. I cannot imagine me just being silent in the face of oppression, even if it meant to protect my own life. Right. I don't know. All right. Well, I got a couple more here. Um, the Martyrdom of Rabbi Hananah on page 154. Okay. When Rabbi Yosef fell sick, Rabbi Hananah visited him at his bedside. Hananah, my brother, Rabbi Yosef asked him, why do you oppose the Romans? Don't you know that their rule over us is decreed from heaven? Do you want further proof than that they have burned God's temple and have killed all the pious in Israel? Does God punish them for these terrible misdeeds? Of course not. Then it's a sign that the Romans are only doing the will of God. Now I have heard that you are breaking the laws of the empire, that you sit in the house of study and expound the Torah to multitudes in violation of the imperial decree. Take care that you are not punished with death for your sedition. What does it matter? Rabbi Hanana answered. God who is in heaven will show me his mercy. Rabbi Yose grew angry and reproachfully said, I am appealing to you with logic. Why do you give such a vague answer as if you expected a miracle to happen? I greatly fear, Hanana, that they will burn you together with the Holy Scrolls. Several days later, Rabbi Yosa died. But because he was in high favor with the government, the great men of Rome attended his funeral and delivered eulogies over his grave. When they returned from the funeral, they found Rabbi Hanana expounding the Torah before a great multitude, so they condemned him to die. They wound about him the holy scrolls made of parchment, placed um, piles of wood. I changed it because they used the word um, faggots of wood, which um, we no longer use because got it, right. it's got a bad connotation. So yep, yep. I'm just going to say a pile of wood. Okay. okay? Yep. Because, and I'm saying that out loud because this word is used more than once and I'm just not comfortable with it. Right, so. right. Anyway, they placed piles of wood at his feet and set them ablaze. Also, they brought bunches of moistened wool, which they placed on his breast in order to prolong his agony. Beholding his torments, his daughter, who was near him, cried bitterly, Is this the Almighty's reward for your devotion to the Torah? Rabbi Hanana answered, How can I feel grief when I'm being burned together with the blessed scrolls of the Torah? My God. May he who defends the Torah against its traducers also take my part. What do you see, Rabbi? asked his students who watched the flames envelop him. I see the parchment of the holy scrolls burn and its letters fly like sparks in the air. Rabbi, cried his students pityingly, seeing how great were his torments. Open your mouth so that the fire may enter into you. Rabbi Hanana then replied, Far better that my soul should be taken away by him who gave it to me than that I myself should injure it. When the Roman official who supervised the execution heard Rabbi Hanana's words, he was stirred within him mightily. 
Were I to put more piles on the fire and remove from your breast the bunches of wet wool so that you may die the quicker, will you reward me for this service with a place in your paradise? asked the Roman. In truth I will, replied Rabbi Hananah. Then give me your oath. And Rabbi Hananah solemnly swore. The Roman cast more piles of wood on the fire and the blaze increased. Then he took the bunches of moist wool from his breast, and as Rabbi Hanana was about to give up his soul to God, the Roman himself leaped into the flames and was consumed. Oh my God. A celestial voice now sounded. Know that Rabbi Hanana, together with his executioner, have now entered into the gates of paradise. What the fuck? Right? Die for your religion. I mean, I understand the guilt of executing somebody. So, like, that part kind of makes sense, actually. Right. But, Jesus. Right? Like, that's cuckoo beans. Right? Yeah. Okay, this is the last one. On page 156, we're going to read, Rabbi Tanum is thrown to the lions. Okay. The emperor once said to Rabbi Tanum, let your people and mine become one nation. By your life, O Emperor, what a wonderful plan that is, cried Rabbi Tanum. But inasmuch as we Jews are already circumcised, we cannot turn heathen. For this reason, let your people be circumcised and be like us. What does it matter whether you're circumcised or not? Because they're saying, let's be one. Well, we can't be like you because our dicks are chopped. We can't unchop our dicks. So in order to be as one, y'all are going to have to chop your dicks. Got it. Okay. Okay. Well said, replied the emperor ironically, but he who bests an emperor in argument deserves to be thrown to the wild beasts. (laughs) So they threw Rabbi Tanum to the wild beasts, but they did him no harm. Hmm. All who witnessed this marveled at the miracle. Huh? Ah. Did you know that somebody died recently, like within the last, I don't know, I think it was within the last 20 years, there was like a person who thought that you know, God would protect them from the lions, so he went into a lion thing, serious? and then he got mauled by lions. And what? Died. Yeah. That's crazy. Where did that happen? I, I'd have to look it up. I've heard of it, but yeah, it's a thing that oh happened. Oh my goodness, that is stupid. Right? Yeah. <laughs> However, among them was a free thinker who did not believe in miracles. Mm. That was me. I yeah, was there. right. So he derisively explained the incident in this ways. The wild beasts aren't hungry. That's why they don't eat the Jew. In order to test the truth of the freethinker's words, the emperor cast him to the wild beasts. They devoured him forthwith. The mm-hmm. end. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good one to end I on. I mean, that's funny, but it hasn't worked out so well in the past for people that think that. So Right, exactly. Whatever. Hmm. All right. Well, that was our book club for today. Yes, it was. And uh, we'll be getting the weekly replay out here in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow we'll be back with... Esther chapter four. That is right. Awesome. All right, guys. We'll see you then. Bye. Hey, wife. I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Oh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. 
We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.